podcast is brought to you by America Online, now hiring designers in Silicon Valley, New York City, and the Washington, D.C. area. Help us set the standard for what happens next on the web. Send your resume to uijobs at aim.com today. Looking for inspiration and ideas from other colleagues from all over the world? Be sure and check out events.boxesandarrows.com. At the 2007 IA Summit in Las Vegas, Yahoo's Tom Wales sat down to talk with Dan Brown, consultant and author extraordinaire. They have a lively debate with Tom Wales' repeated calls to oust the wireframes and task flows for prototyping and simulations. Dan defends the mindful subversion of the status quo as the best path in many corporate and public sector projects. While exciting to throw out the bathwater, it is important to realize that not every baby is fed by radical innovation alone. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast. Cheers. Hi, my name is Tom Wales. I'm a user experience director for Yahoo Local and Maps. Uh, I'm going to be discussing with Dan Brown a few issues that came up today at the IA Summit. That sounds awesome. I look forward to it. Um, so a little bit of background. Uh, Dan gave a talk today, uh, Communication Design. Uh, so something of a summary, I guess, of his, his book, um, where he talked about uh, some of the design deliverables that information architects and designers uh, have typically delivered over the years. and made some very sensible suggestions for some refinement improvement to that. I gave a talk with a colleague of mine from Yahoo, Kevin Chang, that um, talked about different kinds of design deliverables, primarily storyboards and prototypes and simulations. So uh, I'm here to talk about with Dan about where he sees these two working together or not. So Dan, first, uh, I kind of dissed you a little bit in my talk, after praising your talk, because it was very good, I enjoyed it, but then uh, noting that you hadn't really talked at all about prototyping or simulation, storyboarding, things like that, which is what uh, my team's been doing a lot of, and we've done very little wireframing. So um, your reactions to that? Well, I think it's um, it, struck me as a, it strikes me as a very important part of the work that we do as designers. Um, I didn't sense any sort of disconnect between your story and my story. Um, in a sense, I was speaking to all those people who have to jump on a project after a concept has been uh, approved and funded and need to hash out the details. Um, at the same time, um, my, I guess, uh, philosophy um, is meant to help people provide a critique of their own documentation. And I wonder if there's an interesting synergy there in looking at the kinds of conceptual documents that you do, dividing it into layers is what I suggest. So very important stuff that's critical to the document versus the more extraneous stuff and using that as a model for evaluating conceptual documentation as much as design documentation. So can you clarify a little bit what you mean by conceptual documentation versus design documentation? Sure. What I got out of your talk was there's this um, there's this ideation process. There's this process where we have uh, need to spend some time just uh, spending some brain cells to think about what could be, right? Um, or what's the let me get a better understanding of what the problem is. And we create a set of artifacts to either better articulate what that problem is, help get our heads around it, or in the case that you were discussing, we've got this concept, we've got this idea to improve your product or create a new product, and we need to sell it to the people who make the decisions and hold the money strings. That's certainly what I got out of your talk, and it's something that I've had to do 
a lot in my career. Um, why that stuff didn't make it into the book, I would say, is only because I was trying to, you know, there's a long list of documentation. I had to cut it off at um, what are the things that people really do every day in their jobs. And I was looking at your, your little video and going, God, if I could do that every day, my job satisfaction would go, I mean, I love my job as it is, I'm self-employed, et cetera, et cetera, but my job satisfaction would go through the roof. So I see the conceptual stuff as sort of trying to sell and capture big ideas about a product or a product direction, um, whereas the design documentation, elaborating on the details and providing direction to the people who have to implement it. Uh, so one thing I didn't really cover today, but is also part of our process that we're trying, we're experimenting, we're sort of making up as we go along, frankly. But um, it's not just using uh, interactive visualizations for the concept, but it's also for the details of the design. So right now, um, rather than doing wireframe or anything like that, we're continuing on with detailed prototypes to help us work out uh, more detailed aspects of the product. And that, that ends up being our core our core documentation. It's not to say we won't go on to do some wireframes later, but um, and we're involving the engineers right now in that so that they can start thinking about, well, oh, you want it to interact and look like that? and mm, Let me think about it. So we're using um, those kinds of I mean, documents is kind of a funny word to, to use. Artifacts. Artifacts. Yeah. Those are our core artifacts now. Uh, throughout the process, not just the ideation, but as we're working through the details. So how would you react to that? I think that's an, that's an amazing opportunity that you have. I think um, uh, I remember you polled people at the beginning and asked them, for example, do you have a 20% rule in your organization that allows you to uh, just simply try and innovate for uh, one day a week? Um, and only a handful of people raised their hands. And I think if you ask them, could you experiment with the kinds of documentation that you do to try and continue some of this prototyping or, or conceptual type stuff uh, throughout the life cycle of the project, you get a similar number of hands. Um, I come from a world of government contracting, working with large Fortune 500 companies that are that are stuck in sort of a old school tradition. Um, wireframes are, in a sense, I know this may be shocking, innovation enough for them as far as a new kind of document. They're used to sort of, I imagine, 1980s kind of IBM big binders of functional requirements. The idea that we can translate those into some visual format um, is, uh, is radical in and of itself. Can we get to a point um, that where uh, we're all doing that kind of documentation. I would love that. You know, in 10 years' time, we will be. But in 10 years' time, you guys are going to be doing a whole other kind of creating another kind of artifact um, to capture functional requirements and behaviors and all those sorts of things. Does that answer your question? It does. So, uh, Well, I think it does. So are you really saying that um, there are just core differences in the type of industries and the type of projects that might make it incredibly hard to break away from more traditional documentation like wireframes and flows and requirements documents and things like that? I'm not even sure it's an industry thing. I just think it's a corporate culture thing. Um, it, as far as um, there's uh, there's some companies that are just not, like one of my company, one of my clients, for example, is a hospitality company, right? They're not a technology company. They're not um, geared towards that kind of innovation. They grew out of this idea of selling hotel rooms to people, right? So that kind of culture is throughout the organization. The idea they have technology people there and they're fighting an uphill battle to to do the kind of innovation that you were talking about, but, but that, that hill 
is a culture of, you know, 100 years of hospitality industry. Yeah, I don't I Obviously, I know nothing about that company and that project, but I, I can imagine you talk about hospitality and selling hotel rooms. Uh, but at least me, from the outside, I could imagine a great opportunity to start with some... Uh, some visualizations and, and prototyping to get across some concepts, particularly because you're talking about selling. Again, I don't know the details of that. So what would stop you or what make it very hard for you to say, you know what, I'm going to try something different on this project? What would be the main inhibitors for you? Oh, I'm not afraid to try something different, but I think as designers we need to be responsible. Um, I'm no Steve Jobs, right? So I, I need to be responsible about just exactly how much am I going to push the envelope. The kind of conceptual stuff that you're creating um, – is working for you and your organization and your culture and the kinds of products that you're working on. Um, I think that there are opportunities to create those kinds of artifacts and documents um, in other organizations, but maybe not push the envelope so much. So if I were to show that to someone who's so used to, on the flip side, so used to seeing certain kinds of documents, it may not speak to them as well. They may be saying, why are you wasting my time with a comic? And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not trying to say, there's no controversy here. I'm not trying to say that I don't think there's a place for those things. I've not been able to cultivate a place for those things in the kinds of clients that I work on. Okay, so I, ha I have two comments. Uh, the first is, um, you know, in our environment, people were used to wireframes and, and requirements documents and things like that. We had been using those. Um, but we decided just to experiment with new methods like the comic storyboarding and the reaction actually wasn't oh you know I don't understand that I don't get it I don't want that it was like oh my god can you do more of this because I can see I can I, I can see much more clearly what the core ideas are I can be involved in giving my opinions now with the wireframes and other kinds of documentation are much harder to be involved in so that'd be one comment and the second comment is we talked about starting small mm. so in what ways could you perhaps start small? Because I can understand that you can't sort of turn your client overnight into completely new processes and, you know, you've got deadlines and budgets and things like that. But in what ways do you think you might be able to start small in introducing new ways of working? Oh, there's, there's things we do all the time. Um, that culture may have given rise to a certain kind of wireframe, and I might see opportunities to um, encourage them to go in a different direction. They may... Um, start with, say, a conventional site map, and I might try to move them more to a conceptual model that includes um, things beyond web pages, right, that sort of starts, encourages them to think about um, maybe incorporating their users into that picture so they have a better sense of that. So I think they're, they're definitely small opportunities, and I believe we take advantage of them as much as possible. The other constraint that I wanted to point out was that as an Audi, as someone who's not inside an organization, I mean, to a certain extent, you serve clients inside your organization. Um, but as a complete Audi, my contracts are structured to do something very specific for a particular client. So if I were to, if they hired me to help, you know, improve a set of pages or a particular function on their site, and I said, okay, I'll do that, but let me show you this first, they would be really not happy with that because they're paying me to achieve something very particular. So I'm working within the constraint of within that particular um, uh, project scope, I need to find a way to do the kinds of things that you're talking about and sell them on big ideas. Um, the book, Communicating Design, talks about using documentation and using it in different contexts. And those contexts, uh, as the contexts vary, um, they will also, it will impact 
the nature of the documentation itself as well. I don't know if I answered your question. I, I think you did, but uh, I'm still not entirely convinced that you, you can't introduce new ways of working in a very small way, where maybe you don't take any of the client's time, maybe you only take a day. And uh, we gave some examples today, and I could show you some stuff later that, that just took two days to uh, visualize some ideas. So it might be something that's very lightweight, and you're not beating the client over the head with it and saying, oh my God, we've got to work this way. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to do all the things that I'm con contractually committed to doing. But by the way, why don't you just have a look at this as well? I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I, I completely think that there are opportunities to do that. But um, what I what I worry about is, um, I think my primary concern, I'm gonna get into trouble by saying this, my primary concern is less doing cool work, period, and more doing cool work within the constraints that have been handed to me. So I do wanna push that envelope as much as possible, but my primary concern as a consultant is customer service, right? Is ultimately I can feed the kid by getting hired again, right? And so if I, um, I'll do a little thing, I'll show them a different kind of document, or I'll take their wireframes to the next level, or I'll show them how they can incorporate all of their flows, God knows what it is, or I'll produce a comic, right? We, we've done a couple of projects where we've done comic-like things where um, it incorporates user commentary and, and very explicit screens or wireframes along with some more technical contexts, so not a true comic in uh, or a comic in the true sense of the word, but something sort of leaning in that direction. And those can be very helpful, especially when clients themselves are struggling with, with the scope. So that was a long rambling answer to say, uh-huh, I agree with you. Okay, well let me challenge you a little bit then. Um, <clears throat> what, if, what if I was to put it to you that you'd actually do better work and serve your clients better if you did less wireframing and other kinds of traditional documentation and more um, prototyping and simulations and uh, storyboarding. I, I think you're right. Um, so, ha, huh. I, I try and challenge that. <laughs> um, I think uh, I, I agree uh, that there's an opportunity to do more prototyping and stuff like that. Um, it's balancing that with the expectation of what we're going to get and what's going to work inside the organization. So we're not just, it, in some cases, we're shielded from the development team entirely. So it's, uh, it's I'm working to support a user experience team, and um, uh, th they are burdened with communicating with the developers. And if I'm going to ask them to challenge their developers, that's not very responsible on my part. Okay. Okay, thanks very much. So uh, we sort of agree and disagree and agree again. Thanks very much for your time. I look forward to our next conversation. Me too.